As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner. This is Friday. We're wrapping up the first part of our teaching about the 23rd Psalm, which I call The Lord is My Shepherd. And I want you to get the free download, which is called Psalm 23rd, The Lord is My Shepherd. This is so rich. In fact, it's much better than I anticipated. When I first began this series, I kind of wondered, do I have enough material? Oh my goodness, it is so loaded with material and the stand-ups to all of these programs are so much fun if you're watching the regular TV program because I'm seated in a big flock of sheep that are five minutes from our house, Denise. Yes, they are. I'm a city boy. I was quite shocked <laughs> when I found out we had all those sheep just near us. Joe, wasn't that a blast? You know what I thought? I thought shepherds and sheeps are on this green patch of ground oh, with yeah. hills in the background. In like one tree in the middle of this field and all these little sheeps are underneath the tree and there's a shepherd standing there with his little staff. This was nothing like that. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> it was our neighborhood. This was like right off the road. When I had tractors and little barn and sheep dogs and fences and they kept the little lambs separate from the sheep and sheep separate and and you know what i got online because so i wanted to do these stand-ups with sheep so i got online to study where are there sheep in russia so i found this group of sheep about three four hours from here and i called maxine my assistant i said maxine we, we need to find out how we can go film with sheep he called me right back and said that's about five minutes from your house <laughs> i said what and we went those dirty, stinky sheep. You know, people have this ideal picture of sheep as being this fluffy white blob of wool. Oh my goodness, it is not that way at all. I don't even know how they turn their wool into clothes, Denise. <laughs> it's so matted and so dirty. And I was sitting out there and there was that one sheep. I'm telling you, that sheep wanted to knock me flat. I had to brace myself in that chair. And while I was doing those stand-ups that sheep was pushing me with its head. I mean, they are quite strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they all calmed down when the shepherd walked in. When he wasn't there, they were scattered. They were baying all of them in all different tones, <laughs> running here, running there. But when the shepherd showed up, everything changed. And Jesus is our shepherd. Everything changes because of Jesus. He provides for us. He protects us. He gives us peace. He restores us when we need restoration. We've seen all of that this week, and tonight we're going to see that He leads us. He leads us for His righteousness' sake. He is our guide, supernatural guidance. But you can get the whole study guide by going to render.org. Right, Joel? That's right. Go to render.org. On the homepage, you can see today's offer. And what we do is, during the TV program, that series while we're airing it, the study guides are for free as a download so that people can study the Bible along with us. Because I want them to read it while they see it or hear it when they order the series. But you can just get the download for But it's free. best to get both of them together. That way you can have a visual, you know, and you're studying and you're watching. It's, it's much better that way. This will really be good for your heart, for your family, for a home group, for a friend, about how the Lord really tends us and takes care of us. Anyway, it's great. And we're also offering you Tony Cook's book, 
Hey, Tony, if you're watching, thank you for your book. It's called Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The Blessings of an Empowered Life. It's very small. You can carry it in your pocket or your purse, but it's an easy read, and it's so encouraging. I read it so quickly. In fact, when Tony was writing this, I said, please give me that. I want to read it. And I read it in one setting, just like you can do. But it's really great. And you know what? You should order several because it's one that you can share with people. It's easy to give people a small read. But I also want to talk to you about a rather big read. And that big read is the new autobiography called Unlikely. Unlikely. It's a thousand pages. I don't know how to write small things. Denise said, Rick, you told everything in there except the color of your grandmother's wallpaper. I'm telling you, everything is in this. I've told the good, the bad, the ugly, everything we've learned in life, our mistakes, our victories. It is all here because that's what life is. But it's not just a story, a wonderful story. It has teaching. It has teaching. A lot of teaching. And the subtitle says, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And I want to tell you a true story from Unlikely. Please order yours at renner.org. When I was a young man, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that I was to write. Well, I wasn't very good in English. In fact, I was terrible in English. And the whole idea of writing was really scary to me. But I knew that's what the Lord told me. And I knew that he also told me I was to teach from the Greek New Testament. I heard Derek Prince teach. And Derek Prince taught from the Greek New Testament. That was the first time I'd ever heard that. And it just hooked my heart. And I knew, wow, what he's doing, I'm supposed to do, and I'm supposed to take it to the next level. So I had direction when I went to the university. And when I went to the university, I enrolled in journalism because the Holy Spirit was leading me. The Lord is the one that leads us. He gives us supernatural guidance. You don't have to make a mess of things and figure it out. If you listen, he'll lead you right from the very beginning. And he led me. And he led me into journalism so that I could learn to write I specialized in newspaper copy, writing, and marketing, so I would learn how to market. And I took Greek. Quite an interesting combination. But I knew I was going to write, and I needed to study the Greek New Testament. And I began to write. And here's a picture of me in those early years with a full head of hair. Actually, I was already beginning to lose my hair by that time. But that is me working in the journalism department and you see I've got my fingers on a keyboard. Well, people did not have computers at home back in those days. What? There was no such thing as a home computer. What? And this was not even a typical computer. This was a monitor where you typeset for the newspaper. And I worked in the back shop where I typeset articles for the newspaper. I wrote articles. I sold advertisements. I typeset, I did the linotype, I even worked on the presses, I did everything because I wanted to learn everything about printing and writing because I knew that's what I was called to do. And while I was sitting right there and I had all that typesetting equipment available to me, I was 17 and 18 years old. I knew that I was called to write. And I was already studying the Greek New Testament. And so in off hours, I came into the back shop and I sat there and I began to write. And I wrote my very first book. I was completely finished with it by the time that I was 18 years old. And dear friends, this is it. It was called The Perfect Gift. Now, what do you think it's about? 
I wrote this when I was 17, finished when I was 18. It is about fivefold ministry. Now, when I look back at that, that's amazing to me that a 17-year-old would be bold enough to write a book about fivefold ministry. But Denise, this is not a bad book. And what is fivefold ministry? Fivefold ministry is apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, why Christ gave them to the church. And I called it the perfect gift Christ, expressing himself through fivefold ministry. And I sat every day and wrote at that monitor and began to typeset the book myself. This is my writing, no editing. It is my typesetting. I did the whole thing. And when I finished it, I decided to mail it to a nationally known prophet. Not Kenneth Hagin, not Kenneth Copeland, so don't even try to guess. I'm not going to tell you who it is. And I thought, well, I'll see what he says. Well, believe it or not, he read it. And he sent me a letter and said he wanted to talk to me. Gave me his phone number, told me to call him. I didn't tell him who I was, didn't tell him how old I was. I called him, I said, Mr. So-and-so, this is Rick Renner, you've just read my manuscript. He said, Mr. Renner, he called me Mr. Renner because he didn't know how old I was. He said, that is the best thing I've ever read on Fivefold Ministry. He said, I don't know how many years you've been working on this. He said, that book is phenomenal. He said, you were able to express on paper so clearly the heart of God for fivefold ministry. Oh, I couldn't believe it. This was a man I respected so much. And then as I began to talk to him, he interrupted me. He said, excuse me. He said, Rick, how old are you? I guess he could hear the youth in my voice. And I said, sir, I'm 18. Everything changed. He said, 18? Who do you think you are? At the age of 18 to try to write a book like this, you don't know anything yet. Who do you think you are? And he literally reamed me out. He said, how dare you even try such a thing? So in one conversation, <laughs> it went all the way from that's the best thing I've ever read to how dare you try to do that. And when I hung up, I was so affected by that man and by his words that I said, I'll never try to write again. I laid it down, So that's it. Never going to do that again. Words really have power. And he affected me for years. I knew I was called to write, but I was very affected. So years went by. Denise and I got married. We we're traveling across the United States. And Bobby Andy asked me to preach a series in his church in Tulsa, and I did. How many years later? Oh, year, well, it was 1980. Six, probably. 19, maybe it's 1987. Yeah, 86, So years and years have passed, and Bob came to me at the end of that series, and he said, Rick, you have got to put this into, into print. He said, what you've done this week, I taught my series called Seducing Spirits and Doctrines of Demons. He said, you've got to put this into print. He said, you have just expressed so well what God says about what's going to happen in the last days. I said, oh, Pastor Bob, I don't want to write. He said, yeah, you need to write it. He said, if you write it, I'll write the foreword for it. So with great trepidation, I began to write. Well, that book became a bestseller in 30 days. And, you know, the story begins there. But I almost stopped because of someone's words. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me in June 1978, prophetically. I wrote it down. Actually, I typed it because I'm, I'm a writer. 
And he said, quote, write, 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 and I will prosper what you write. And I understood my part was to write. His part was to prosper and bless what I write. He couldn't prosper it if I didn't do my part. So Denise can tell you, I've been faithful all these years. A prophet spoke to me and said God was going to speak through my fingers. I embraced it. And I believe when I sit down to write, God speaks through my fingers. He really does. And I'm a writer. Joel and I were talking about this yesterday. I write every day of my life. Literally. I am. There are some people who occasionally produce a book. I'm a writer. I write, write, write. That was my mandate from heaven. Write, write, write. And I'll prosper what you write. So I began writing and my books have gone around the world. It's totally amazing. God prospered what I have written, but it almost stopped. But I'm going to show you one more photo. Joel, show this photo. All right, who is that? It's President Bush and Mrs. Bush in the White House, in the executive living quarters of the White House. And what are they holding? Sparkling Gems, Volume 1. Both of them are holding it. And they sent me a letter to let me know that this was a book they used in their life. And I thought that was so kind of them to take a photo and send it to me with a letter on White House stationery. And the reason I'm showing you that is to show you how God has blessed what I've written. You know, when you obey the Lord, you go places you would have never dreamed. I would have never dreamed that Sparkling Zims would end up in the White House and around the world. Millions of people. It's so humbling to think so many people have read what I've written. That's very humbling. And it's a great, great responsibility. You know, this is, a, is um, very nice, is when people come alongside you and encourage you to continue, even, think, even when you think you're failing. Yeah. Just because you think you're failing doesn't mean you're failing. But when those people come alongside you and say, you can do it, come on, just one more day, one more step, one more page, you can write another one. I think it's very encouraging. And we could tell stories all day about how we've been led, how I've been led, how Denise has been led, how you've been led. But the reason I'm telling you this story, first of all, is because it's a piece of the unlikely autobiography. Secondly, I want to encourage you to do whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. And also because today we're going to talk about supernatural guidance. From the very beginning, the Holy Spirit was supernaturally guiding me. Now, I had some bumps along the way, but he was very faithful to guide and when you come to Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Verse 3, He restores my soul. Here we go. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. He leads us. He's a leader. We're told in Psalm 32, verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do you know in the Hebrew, the idea is that he will instruct you as you go. It's often as you're in movement, you begin to receive instruction. It's like when Denise and I moved our family to the former Soviet Union, which also is in the story, unlikely. He was just leading us one step at a time. We got here. And when we got here, that's when we found out the next part. But you got to take one step before you often see the next step. But this verse says, he will teach you in the way you should go. He really will. I will guide you with my eye. 
Listen to Psalm 37, verse 23 in the New Living Translation. Joe, you quote this all the time. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Listen to Psalm 73, verse 24 in the New Living Translation. You guide me with counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Isn't that powerful, Denise? Oh, very, very powerful. And then this well-known verse in Proverbs 3, verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will what? Direct your paths. Psalm 119, 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He wants to lead us for righteousness sake, Denise. Well, I love this verse. I quote it a lot, that his word is a lamp unto our feet because we can we can end up in some dark places and not know which way to go or how to go. But his word, it will light our path. It will make the darkness light up. And you might not be able to see to the end, but you can see to take the next step. And he lights up your path. And then it says... The lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That is, that's the character and that's the responsibility of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. God is true to His Word. His Word won't turn void. The Bible says it, it accomplishes that where it's been sent. So when, when we say, God, I'm in a dark place, I don't know which step to take. And we look at His Word and we say, God, I'm going to seek your word. I'm going to seek your presence. I'm going to seek your answer. Boom. His light comes. It does. It does, Rick. And it, it does. And that where it was dark, it becomes light. You may not see real far, but you can see far and enough. And we know how to go. And in addition to the word, we have the leadership of the Holy Spirit, which Jesus referred to in John 16, verse 13. Jesus said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come? He will guide you. That word guide is the Greek word hodegas. What does it mean? Well, the word hodas is the word for a road. Hodegas is a road guide or a tour guide. A guide who shows the traveler the safest course through an unknown territory. A guide who knows the safest, fastest, and most pleasurable route to take. A tour guide, a guide for the blind even. Well, many times in life, you kind of feel like you're blind. You don't know where to go. What do you do if you're blind? You trust someone to lead you. And in the same way, you have to trust the Holy Spirit to be your eyes. You have to be the, trust the Holy Spirit to lead you. Take him by the hand. Listen to his voice. Follow him. And he knows the safest route to go. Then when you come to Romans 8, 14, it says, For as many as are led... By the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The word led is a Greek word ago, which was an agricultural term and also an athletic term. Agriculturally, it depicted a farmer who wrapped a rope around the neck of a cow or an animal and pulled and tugged and led the animal, and the animal followed. Athletically, It's from the same root for the word agon, which is the word for two wrestlers on a mat. This is very important because often when the Holy Spirit tugs on our heart and tries to lead us, we wrestle with what he tells us to do. We have to learn to overcome ourselves. And the Holy Spirit will lead you. He will really lead you if 
you will listen to him. He will. And I want to give you an illustration. Years ago, our family was going to go on vacation. We were going to go to Sri Lanka. You said, wow, that sounds so exotic. Well, when you live in Moscow, you're a lot closer to about a exotic places. It's not so hard to get there. And there's a lot of package deals from Russia that are not expensive. So we were going to all go to Sri Lanka. We chose the location on the southeastern tip of Sri Lanka. And we were going to go there and have a wonderful time. Denise's sister was going to go with us. We talked about it for months. We were all jived up about it, excited to go, and talking about it every day. And suddenly, I began to feel inside me like a constriction, negatively, every time we talked about it. The Holy Spirit leads us. He doesn't push us. You have to listen to Him. And I felt, do not go there. Do not go there. You will be in danger if you go there. But by now, we had talked it up and made reservations. The kids were excited. and Denise's sister was coming. We've been talking about it and talking about it. Now I'm feeling like we're not supposed to go. So finally I called the family together and I said, guys, I don't know what this is about. But I know that I'm feeling a constriction in my heart every time we talk about this. We cannot go to Sri Lanka. Denise said, honey, whatever you want to do. The boy said, daddy, if that's what you feel from your heart, then we won't go. We'll stay here and we'll have a holiday right here in Moscow. So we canceled everything. Never knew why. I just knew we were not supposed to go. So we went to church one day, came home and turned on the news, and we saw that there was a massive tsunami that had swept across that part of the world. It hit Indonesia. It hit Sri Lanka. And the hotel that we were supposed to be in that day was carried into the sea. It wasn't even there anymore. 300,000 people 300,000 people died in that tsunami. If we had been in that hotel, we would not be talking to you tonight. But the Holy Spirit is a tour guide. He knows all the routes. He knows what you should avoid. He knows what's pleasurable. He knows what's dangerous. And he says, hey, if you'll let me be your guide, I will lead you for righteousness' sake. I'll show you the safest route, the best route. I'll make sure you have the most pleasurable journey. And the truth is, Denise, most tragedies that we've all faced in life, we wouldn't have faced if we were listening because he's faithful. But like in that case, it, was just, it wasn't a prophetic word. It wasn't a bolt of lightning. It was just a constriction in my heart. You have to pay attention. You have to pay attention. You know what I like about this verse? To me, it's a confirming verse. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these the sons are the sons of God. So, you know, you don't always recognize when you're being led. Yeah. But when you look back and you say, hey, that was, that was, I was being led. It's proof that you're a child of God. I was like, hey, that means, this says I'm a child, I mean, it's just confirming once again. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. Jesus is my shepherd. He's going he's gonna to take care of me. Amen. Well, really the Bible says, Joel, that the Holy Spirit inside of us confirms a witness that we are His. Yeah. So you're exactly right when you say that He was confirming to you that you were His. Well, what Joel said, Denise, think how many times we've looked back and we said, you know, we were being led and we didn't even know it. Yeah, isn't that so cool? He is such a faithful leader. 
And of course, he's our shepherd. And he says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He does it for himself. We get the benefit. He does it for his own name's sake. He wants the glory of having kids that do well and are prospered and avoid problems. It brings glory to God when we're led. And he's our shepherd. What kind of a shepherd would say, I'm going to let those sheep get into trouble. I'm not even going to try to keep them out of trouble. A bad one. That'd be a bad shepherd. And Jesus said he's the good shepherd. So if we'll listen, he'll lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We're out of time. But that's something for you to think about this weekend. Be sure to get the free download at renner.org and get the series. And please order Unlikely the Autobiography, and we'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend and sleep well. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it?